Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. Time again for the team unofficially known as the G2, fighting disinformation and lunacy all across Gitmo Nation. This is no agenda. From the Crackpot Command Center, burrowed in the southwest quadrant of Gitmo Nation East, I'm Adam Curry. And from the uh, Silicon Valley North, and why am I shouting, I'm asking the other guy, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Excellent. We did a good one. That was, well, you know, once in a while you can hit hit the thing. That was one of the better ones. Yeah. Hey, John. Actually, you know, that one of that first time you thought that we blew it, I listened to that. It was one of the better ones, too, early on a couple weeks ago. It's Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, as always. <clears throat> well, yeah, it depends on what you're looking for. <laughs> Ah, boy, it was, it was, t- I, I was reminded, listening to you go on and on, I'm reminded of the old, uh, you know, why am I shouting uh, Dana Carvey bit? Yeah, the, uh, the, the puking news guy. I'm Shep Smith, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I got to turn my control panel on. In the morning. It's on. There you go. Yeah. Um, that was kind of weird waiting for you. First of all, we moved our clocks. We sprung ahead. Last night, or early this morning, so we're now back to the eight-hour time difference between Gitmo Nation East and Gitmo Nation West, which oh, you, is a shame. You, you, wait a minute, I thought it was spring back, fall forward. No, it's fall back, spring forward. It would make no sense if it was spring back. You, you spring but, forward but it, and you fall back. You spring back. Hey, no. the guy sprung back. <laughs> no, you, no, you spring forward. Well, why would they come up with this crazy thing? Because it's very confusing. You can spring back, you can spring forward, you can fall back, you can fall forward. But it's so. How did they say? Oh, you spring back and fall forward. You fall back and spring forward. The whole thing never makes any sense to me. I always have to look it up. And now back to real news. <laughs> it's spring forward, fall back. That's what you say. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> Oh wow! I got to play you. I, I only have one or two sound clips since we had. We oh got, yes, we and got by the so way, much. we do apologize to you people out there who got sick of our sound clips. Yeah, people did get kind of sick of that. There's we this. Heck, you know, we just keep it to a couple, maybe. Well, we don't even need to do them. Well, there is a very funny one. Uh, in this happened. Uh, it was I think it was State Senate. Listen to this interlude between. Uh, I'm sure you must have blogged this. Now that I think about it. Hold on, uh, load it up. I hadn't actually planned on playing this. Uh, this is between Senate Budget Chairman Kent Conrad. I don't know if you know who he is. No. And uh, Gr- uh, Senator Chuck Grassley. And it's going to be <laughs> a major item that we're dealing with. Uh, and I'd like to suggest to the chairman that uh, he might want to support this because you remember you asked me two years ago not to take a vote on it. And you said that if we did take a vote on it, you might not get your budget resolution adopted. And so I uh, did not ask for a vote on it. And you said it was a very statesmanlike thing. So, so this is Grassley, right? ...to do at that particular time. Uh, and so I would hope you would uh, uh, return the favor. Check it out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I used to like you. <laughs> Let me just say... <laughs> Oh, you are good. Uh, well, your wife said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Your wife said the same thing. What are they doing, shtick? <laughs> They're doing stand-up in the Senate. 
<laughs> what is it to say? I mean, that's funny. Uh, that, that's the kind of humor we need a lot more of. <laughs> yeah, why is it? yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, hold on a second, John. For some, sound re- like a bunch of drunks. These guys. Oh, we, for some reason, we were off. Uh, oh, hold on. What's going on? Why is this the stream? What the hell is that? Logging in. Oh man. Anyway. Keep going while so I did, fuck did, with that. Did our stream miss that great material? They're I, gonna yeah, have to th- they're going to have to listen to the... Oh, horrors, they're going to have to listen to the podcast. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, so you're going to get the stream back up? The stream, you know, it's like... I think it's interesting that... There, I ran into a guy the other day who, uh, you know, saw me roaming around town. And uh, he said that he uh, listens to uh, the show religiously... On the stream, yeah. Who who was the, is this guy, a guy I know or is this just uh, the stream no, is back some, up by some, the just way? A, just a just a, uh, a miscellaneous fan. Well, well, let me, let me tell you what I feel is happening. Uh, so you have noagendastream dot com, and we used to only turn it on when we did the show. Oh, there is something going wrong with it. I don't know. Anyway, people are just going to have to. Uh, uh, it's a bummer because what happens is now that the stream is up twenty four seven. Um, or it used to be up to, until the, until we actually started until, until today's started episode. Show. <laughs> it was up twenty four seven. It you know because I I um it's not just a, a playlist of songs. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's when you when you Twitter into No Agenda Stream, then it reads back those tweets. We've got uh, real news uh, headlines coming through that are yeah it's it's auto generated by. You know, by a computer, but it's it's news coming through Twitter, which is what I like about it, because uh, Twitter is turning out to be this amazing news source. And um, and I was even programming some stuff in yesterday with the G20 protest, uh, which, of course, the G20 doesn't kick off until April uh, 1st and 2nd here in uh, in London or the city of London, I should say. Um, and, you know, so you, this idea of hashtag tracking. So, you, you, you know, you and I have it. I have a beautiful customized version now. In fact, you can emulate that. I don't know if you've seen Twitter fall, John. Have you heard of this? No, I, I, I'm very shallow in it. I mean, I, I use Twitter. I have a lot of people to follow me. I'm not into all the uh, yet. I might eventually into all these ancillary little gizmo-like programs. So, what's cool about Twitter fall is you put in some keywords that you want to track, and it just gives you a scrolling list, and you can determine how how um, fast you want the list to scroll, and you can do some, you know, some. it's basically a filter of the entire Twitter, I hate saying it, but the entire Twitter sphere. And it's it, Ooh, it, it's, it has so much mass at this point that I was able to follow four different groups yesterday through London, some of it with pictures, with GPS locations, because you, you, you can also broadcast that uh, through Twitter as a part of the metadata with each tweet that you send. So it was fascinating following the news and all that was on BBC and Sky, who did have some on-location reports, were like the same incessant over and over, the same helicopter view shot. You know, there was nothing really um, new or fresh or, or accurate or current about it. And and using um, the stuff that I've hacked up personally here at home to track it, it was beautiful. It's a, it's a very, very interesting, I, I would have to say news medium it's coming really close to to being that, and it and it's all in the interface. You know, while people are using it to keep track of uh, Demi Moore and Aston Kutcher, 
you know, it, it's equally as interesting to track what people are saying around the world who have grabbed onto this meme of of um, uh, of using you know tags to tags that to tag their information. I'm loving it. I really am. It's uh, I was late to this party, but boy, I'm I'm trying to. To grab it with uh, with both hands. Well, you were actually early to the party, but then you you kind of did, slacked off. Well, I didn't do anything to. It wasn't about the following. You didn't, you didn't, I right, just you didn't do it. Yeah, right. I just wanted to figure out what the well, hell was going this on. Seems to me to be what you know. You have people like Dan Gilmer and all these other. Steve uh, you know, there's a lot of people that or are just Dan. perfect. You know, they're they're pundits. They sit around punditizing, right? right. Uh, and they never actually, you know, they never accomplish much, but they make these, you know, assertions. And there was this thing a couple of years ago about citizen journalism, and then everybody who, you know, what they did was they took the idea of citizen journalism and then put it back on the. But the problem they make is they always put it back on an old model. So they figured citizen journalists are going to go online, start blogs, and they're going to, you know, solicit. Just, it was just old. It was just like essentially kind of a the newspaper model that wasn't going to work. In other words, you're going to be out there writing for free. Nobody considered this what you're describing as what citizen journalism actually be- becomes, which is exactly. a completely new system. Where in other words, there's no stories. You know, the right. problem with citizen journalism is oh, the, the citizens out there are going to go out and write stories, and stories, of course, are something that go into newspapers. So everything is like seen as some old. You know, you take the old model and then you, you pull one element out and throw in some new idea. It doesn't do that. It, it comes and becomes its own thing. Exactly. And, I mean, and you can't predict it. Who knew? No, no uh, it, it, precisely. And, and it's because of the critical mass based upon the celebrity hype that everyone's on this thing. And thank God, thank God, it's the, the, the beauty of 140 character limit. It, it just makes it beautiful. So you can parse this thing. I and mean, I'm building parsers uh controls that you know if something comes in some you know some i mean i'm i am so lo- i'm really into it but not for the hey you know well actually part of the part of the beauty is that people are saying hey i'm walking here i see some people protesting that's a raw data point that put together can create a beautiful story it's beautiful so uh not to not to uh uh, beat it up because you know everybody moans about you know I I do the tw- you know Leo show and we t- or they talk about Twitter incessantly yeah and um, yeah but in a, in in a different way they're they're talking about it as the as the the broadcast communication medium who has more followers um, which is is a very valid conversation but something happened and I have to give Dave Weiner props for this because he sees it I I read his blog scripting dot com. Uh, even though we don't really see eye to eye and have it's scripting some history. news, yeah, but scripting dot com uh, is the website. Oh, so it is. Yeah, oh, I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, so it's scripting news is the name of it. You don't see eye to eye. Nobody does. Well, with, it's really it's really a shame, you know, because I'm a dick and he's an idiot. You know, that's we can't really get together, <laughs> right? You know, I, I, I'm a horrible person and he's mentally insane. You know, that's the way we categorize each other. It's too bad because the combination yeah, we have you, come you, up you, with you, some you, good you stuff. Put the two of you together, we'd have a small a bomb. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap, what is that mushroom cloud over there over Oakland? Tesla will be nothing compared to us. <laughs> Um, just staying on the G20 for a moment, because the protest did indeed start um, pretty much a week before anything takes place, and and the the G20 summit will be taking place in the city of London. Out okay, near- well, explain to you know a lot of people out there don't, don't know, what know what the G20 the is. City. No, oh, what, what the, the city, city is. Well, yeah, I'm glad you asked. The city of London 
is is kind of like the Vatican. It it is its own entity. It has its own mayor, has its own uh, police force, its own fire brigade, own laws, and it has its own laws. Indeed. So you know you want to be and very it's a little city within, within what we think of as London. Americans right. see, oh, London. I'm coming to London. It's a big giant town. But the city of London is a little enclave within the larger yes. London sphere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, so you got to be very careful what you do there because you know it's basically their own private police force. Yeah, they look kind of like regular. They look myth. different too. Yeah, they do look a little different. So, um, so people are. Wait, what is the wait, wait, What is the point of the city of London? Oh, it, well, it, it being the financial um, capital of. Well, so, uh, they would like to think the world, and I and I would have to say after the. Uh, uh, after all the the regulation for you know the IPO market definitely moved to the UK after what's uh, what's your favorite uh, regulation Sarbanes Oxley after Sarbox like a big echoing thing when I say that try it again hold on a second uh, yeah I'm ready go ahead Sarbanes Oxley <laughs> I don't have enough hands to control everything that is necessary for this show. <laughs> We have some new jingles, by the way, from uh, the fabulous Jeff Smith, who um, who donates to the show in his own way, and I, and I think it's a fantastic contribution. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> a couple more, which I'll, maybe I'll get to during the show. So anyway, the, the point of that, of course, is to have complete control uh, over the financial industry with its own rules, its own regulations. And there, you know, there's the equivalent kind of a gate around this thing. You know, this would be like like in New York City having another town within Manhattan. Having, called, having Wall know, Street being its own Wall town. Street. Yeah. Its own town with its own police and its own, you know, you can, you know, that kind of thing. We exactly. don't do that here in the well, USA. Well, the fractal is, of course, coming now that we know that the Freedom Tower has been renamed to One World Tower. Could oh, it, wait a minute. Could, you're kidding me. Could it get any more how obvious? Did, <laughs> how did I miss that? Well, it's real news, John. I mean, why why would anyone actually want to learn about that? No, this is um, this is this is this was a news story that was carried fairly wide, widely. Um, Freedom so Tower has been tower they're going to build where the twin towers are blo- were blowed up. Yes, go- because it's got, I guess the address is One World Trade Center is the address. Yes, but they're calling it One, one World Tower. One. <laughs> I mean, you can't get more blatant than that. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty good. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> it's like, and you know that there's a group of guys going, <laughs> look at what we did now. <laughs> no, I know there is. Of course. We... I've been in those groups. Uh-huh. Sure you have. Well, not that group. Oh, okay. You, you are. But groups that have a similar kind of a sick sense of humor. But what kind of struck me about these, so, so back to the city of London and these protests. So what's happening is we have the G20. It's the 20 biggest economies of uh, the world and two others. The Netherlands is joining uh, as, uh, well, of course, because they are the Bilderberg founders, so they're always allowed in. But it's, and forget who else, there's one other country that's allowed in. And uh, and, and at this meeting, you know, we don't really know what's going to be discussed. Uh, of course, a lot of talk now about uh, the global currency. Gee, where have I heard that one before? Um, lots of talk about the, the low carbon economy, etc. So people were out there protesting. And as I was following this on uh, in my Twitter news system, you know, the main meme, which I believe was organized by uh, the unions who were responsible for some of the march yesterday, was 
um, jobs, justice, and climate. And the dichotomy, the dichotomy of people protesting for climate change regulation to the G20 just twists my mind in unbelievable knots. This is exactly what they want you to do. They want you to buy into it. Obviously, the protesters have been co-opted. Yes. By, and I believe this is what I could tell from the unions. Oh, but the Guardian. Oh, man, they they were they were broadcasting live, streaming live, oh, yeah, well, live reports. Oh, geez. So the worst. Uh, so, you know, be very. The, and 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 so along with this came something very dangerous that, that I that I, I want to talk to you about because you can always put my brain jumble into perspective. Help me straighten things out. So, ah. uh, yes, I'm admitting it. So uh, for the past couple of days, flyers were being handed out, news reports saying, if you work in the city of London, if you are in the banking or financial services industry, dress down because you don't want to be attacked. OK, and and and, and even the Financial Times, uh, the front page today, this is the weekend edition, has a. Uh, a picture of a guy in a black, like a funeral undertaker's hat with a sign around his neck that says, Eat the Bankers. And the headline is, Rage Against the Banking Machine. Very hip, by the way. How public anger spread around the world. This fractal is spreading everywhere, John. In the Netherlands, uh, they had a crisis meeting until one in the morning, televised about two bankers who received bonuses leaving the bank that, of course, was one of the bailed out uh, banks. So it's a fractal of this. We're really angry at the bankers. Now, here, here's where I want to here's what I wanted to get to with you. And it's been on my mind for, for 48 hours straight. You, I'm sure you've heard the saying where and, and it probably stems from the Second World War. First, they came for the gypsies and I didn't say anything. Then they came for the black people and I didn't say anything. Then they came for the Jews and I didn't yeah, say yeah, anything. Then they came for and me. then they came for me and no one was left. Right. This the fact and we kind of glossed over it on the last show. But the fact that our U.S. representatives, who work for us, supposedly, have started to use the Internal Revenue Service as a weapon against people, against citizens, as a punitive measure. So I'm talking about a bill that passed the Senate immediately, or the House immediately, to tax people making over $250,000 who receive money, bonus money, from bailed out institutions, to tax them at a 90% rate. It took me a while to parse, because of course, internally I'm going, ha 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 ha, but then I'm saying, holy crap, who the fuck is next? I have been assaulted by the IRS, I've been assaulted by the uh, by multiple tax institutions, they wear guns when they come into your office, they are, in my eyes, a terrorist organization who claim people to be guilty, and you have to prove your innocence, which is exactly the opposite of how it's supposed to work, and they... They sentence you while you're proving your your innocence by with all kinds of sanctions and and uh, penalties. Should we be not be very careful? Is not something happening here where a group of people, in this case, not based upon heritage, creed, or religion, but based upon occupation, are being vilified and singled out and discriminated against? Should we not be incredibly careful about this, John? Well, if it wasn't for the fact that they're bankers, 
Yeah, but so replace the, the word bankers. Replace no, no, no. Replace the word bankers with okay, Jews. So it's the same okay. thing. It's yeah, the same yeah, thing. This is what happened yeah. in Weimar. Yeah, yeah. They got guy, the guy, guys like you all worked up. The point is, is what's really going on here is that they've created a smokescreen for our bankers with this night. You said, like, okay, the public's irked, and they and in the European countries, there are actually people going out. And I understand this happened in England and yeah, finding some of these ruining cars, homes, throwing the scratch, you know, key in their Kristallnacht type stuff, breaking windows, yes. throwing a brick through the walls. But here we don't we we don't really like that kind of thing. So what we have to do is assuage the public. So let's assuage the public by putting through some law that is obviously illegal and is never going to fly because what happens when you do this kind of thing and it actually works and the courts don't say, hey, you can't do this, which is what's going to happen, by the way, with this. Okay, that's your prediction. We'll see. We'll see. That's not going to happen. It's impossible. For one thing, it's completely (laughs) illegal. And secondly, everybody knows that there's two things that aren't going to happen. This is one of them. They they, they put this thing out. Oh, we're going to charge and we're going to get all our money back because we're going to we're putting a law through that's going to be 90 percent. Everybody knows this law is unconstitutional. And the fact of the matter is that everybody realizes, although only a few people have expressed this, you being one of them and Rush Limbaugh, your oh, doppelganger being yeah. the other one. Uh, I, much prettier. Realizes, well, or a triple ganger in his case. So it, everybody realizes you know that what's really going, or or the the powers that being know that is set up like this. This will calm the public down. Okay, the, the bonuses will come back. In fact, you know, Chris Dodd was the one who pushed the bonuses. Yep. In fact, it's, so it's, it turns out, John. I also found out it's more like four hundred million, not one hundred and eighty. Just yeah, whatever FYI. it is. It's just you know, essentially, it's a it's a redefinition of salary. Yeah. Because what happened was they said we could you know because we're going to take do this tarp thing you know the, the salaries are going to be capped. Oh, well, what are we going to do to get around the caps? Chris Dodd comes along and says, well, here's what we'll do. Well, let's just redefine everything as a bonus. And so people will work on a certain basis, and then they get a bonus instead of a, a salary. And so then you still get your million and a half or two million dollars or whatever it is you get. Okay, so that goes through. Then the public finds out about it. He says, oh, let's kill all the bankers. And so, right. oh, God, what are we going to do now? So, okay, I got an idea. Let's put uh, this law together. It's going to tax these guys for all their money. When It'll never get collected, ever. They won't, we won't collect a dime of it. Because, of course, if we actually could, then we could tax the Catholic Church out of business or we could tax some guy who voted against us out of business or we could tax the city of San Francisco out of business or we could just target anybody we wanted and just tax them Tax out of the gays. There's the new slogan. Tax, <laughs> tax the, gays. the gays. So the point is is that this, this thing is, a, is, a, is just a red herring. It's a distraction. Oh, it's in, the worst. It, oh in it's other a words. It's distraction than the real distraction. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. That's it, right? Exactly. But Okay, so my point is, so you've almost confirmed my point, that was not the hatred of the Jews, although different in Weimar, Germany, was that not also a distraction so people could focus on that while the real terror was taking place behind the scenes? Right, but of course in the meantime they decided to put these camps up because I guess a few guys took it seriously. Well, this but, this, uh, this is obviously the danger when a few guys take it seriously. Yeah, no, because there's a lot of dummies out there. So I actually I'm sure that 
I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm, well, I'm just going to say, I mean, I mean, just like the IRS thing, I mean, there's a few of those guys out there that are just, they're, they're just bureaucrats that take things through. I mean, this is like, we, I, you see more and more of this. You're seeing it in police departments. You're seeing it all over the place because we haven't had any situations where, you know, people don't get to work for a living anymore, especially kids. They don't get to, when they're in high school, they don't get to work at a, at a, at a factory. Oh, well, well, well that's about, the, that's about the change, rights. John. Yeah, they don't get paper routes. They don't get to do any. I mean, if you go to these towns during the summertime, there's nothing but kids roaming around, and you ask any of them, why don't you get a job? I mean, it's not like you say it that way, but you've talked to them. <laughs> yes, you, you do. Get off my lawn, kids. Why don't you go get a job? Curiously, I don't have a lawn. So the uh, But I wrote a column about this some years ago, bitching about all the kids I saw in this little town in Washington, and then I got a bunch of letters from these same kids that said, look, we can't, we'd get a job if we could. There's nothing going on. I don't want to, you know, the, the only thing is minimum wage working at, you know, some, and you can't even get those jobs because there's not that many of them. The point is, is that you never got enough work experience as a young person to learn the ropes about, you know, what you take seriously, when, when you go by the book and when you don't all these kinds of things that you're supposed to know, which is, no, you know, yeah, there, I see the rule there, but I'm not going to follow that. It's stupid. And, you know, there's a, and it's the, it's the old story you see in a lot of old movies from the 40s and 50s where, the, where you got the guy who's the a-hole is the guy who goes by the book. Every single thing that's in that law, you follow it to the letter. That's the way it's done. We used to have a post guy, postal guy here in, uh, in, in the town I live in, and it's like, uh, and it was a small post office with one guy in it, him. And he was obviously some ex-go-by-the-book, you know, low-level oh. <laughs> clerk type. I would go in kind. there to pick up stuff that was left at the post office for 20 years. He knew who I was, and every time, your ID, sir. ID, ID. Ausweisbieter. <laughs> your, your ID, sir. Your ID, sir. You know, okay, yeah, here, here, see? You, now, maybe you can recognize me next time I come in. And it was a yardy, sir. Anyway, the post office is always a dud. They finally re took him, fired, or got, he retired for God knows what. And then they put in some efficient, you know, people. And the thing is, the post office is really great now. I mean, they, everyone's, uh, they're fast and efficient. This guy was always real slow. Well, they're going to be... Anyway, that that experience thing where you le learn where you go by the book. Where you, so we're, we're turning into the whole world, turning into a bunch of bureaucratic numb nuts who don't know, you know, and you, that's how you get into that situation. Uh, I mean, let's face it, the German uh, mess during World War II took place after almost a decade of nobody working, and you had a bunch of people coming up, you know, without any experience, and they, you know, went by right. the book. I All mean, right, so, so, so this is bull. Right, but what is happening now with the... Uh House Resolution 1388, the so-called Give Act, as we talked about on the last show, mandatory volunteerism is going to be... Which is another interesting violation of the 13th Amendment for slavery. So, Don't you think it's weird that the first black president we have reinstituted slavery? <laughs> what the deal is that? Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. Um, and it's, but here's what's amazing, John. So what, what this act would do, and this actually reinstitute, uh, the, uh, the Give Act reauthorizes the National and Community Service Act of 1990. They've been trying this for a while, apparently, and the Domestic Volunteer Act of 1973 would, uh, make any American, I believe between the ages of 18 and 25, uh, it would be compulsory for community service, and this includes, um, uh, special zones where you wear your uniform and it's a special type of school. But what's interesting 
is that I mentioned this to Patricia. Now she has a whole different background, and you know she comes from uh, she comes from the the original Gitmo nation in old Europe. And I said, you know, so w- what would you think? You know, this is crazy. And how would you feel if, because uh, of course, you know, Christina may be living here, but if she's between 18 and 25, I'm sure they'll have a, a zone here and she'll have to go on Saturdays or Sundays and wear her little uniform. And... And armband, don't forget. And armband. I'll bet and, you there's going to be armbands. But Patricia said, you know, hey, that, that's not a bad idea. It'd be good for these kids, you know? And I'm like, yeah, the idea of, <laughs> you know, and this is, oh, this is the, this is the, this is my life. I said, well, I gave up on it, really. I, I didn't argue with it. I just took it as important information. Because this is how people get tricked into these things. But before you know it, you literally have the brown shirts uh, operating. And there's commercials all over the radio. I just heard one this morning on Classic FM, which Patricia always has upstairs. Typical. They're targeting the right people. Uh, if you see someone, if you see something suspicious, report it. And literally, if you see someone looking at CCTV cameras, you should report them. You know, it's like we're turning. Well, into- wait, wait, hold on a second. Let's start, let's stop right there. If they're looking at the camera, the camera's looking at them. Why do you need to report them? The camera sees them, and they can report them themselves. Let them do their own job. Well, thank you for injecting some logic into the conversation, but obviously it's because there there is a need to create some form of police state where we're all – this is the – and we're going to see yeah, that so in the States. everybody's suspicious of each other. Yes, our, our domestic uh... – You know, one time I would this was – this was, I don't know, about two or three years ago. I'd like to yeah, – as everyone knows who listens to me at all, knows I usually have a camera or two with me. And I'm taking pictures of everything. I'm just kind of a, a photography junkie. It's like an addiction. So I'm shooting. So, I'm, so I, I documented the uh, the entire trip from, and I, you know, and it was one of these things. I do this all the time, by the way. I've documented a number of these things. I document like how do you get from Manhattan to JFK using the the uh, Long Island Expressway plus that crazy little uh, free uh, or that's not free it costs the it's, a, it's some sort of a shuttle that goes from uh, oh the Jutney the, the Jitney whatever it's called no it's 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 I can't remember the name of it but for some reason but anyways no it's a, it's a really a, a modern uh, a sub it's like a, a like a elevated train that goes from uh, one of the stations uh, think of the name of it in a second to uh, JFK and drops you right off at Terminal Six mm-hmm. and Anyway, so I documented the whole the whole process because the toughest part of the process is actually getting onto the right train on the Long Island Railway out of Penn Station mm. because you have to go down an extra level and you can't find the tickets and it's very poorly done to be honest about it. But it's but it's a very it's a cheap way to get back to the airport and it's faster than the cab by a lot. And you get a nice little train ride out of it. And um Anyway, so I'm taking pictures of the whole process, and some woman who happened to be Indian, you know, in, in, from India, I've taken some pictures. Oh, you know, you can't take pictures. She just out of the blue, this woman. She's not like a a, a cop. She, she said, you she can't said take, that you, you can't know, take pictures. Yeah, she's yeah. like telling me I can't take wait, pictures. Wait, like, wait, wait, like, wait, 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 John. This is wrong. This is wrong. Do the accent, man. No, I'm not. <laughs> Hello? She actually didn't have a real strong accent, so it wasn't like... You should not be picture-taking right now. No, you're not going to be taking the picture. <laughs> so uh, anyway, she told me not to take pictures, and I, and I looked at her like she was crazy, and I said, and I just I didn't even say anything back to her. No, the, only, the only response is, you should not be polluting the earth with your carbon dioxide. Shut your trap. Yeah, well, 
Anyway, so but I was just stunned by some you know citizen, you yes. know. But again, you know, from a from a culture of, of repression, uh, generally not as bad as you know the Europeans, uh, like making the telling me what to do. And by the way, on the Is chat cop? on the chat room at noagendadrop.com, uh, people are wondering who they is, and uh, the answer is Kurt Loder. Just so you know, you don't know who Kurt Loder is, do you? No. Oh, it's too bad. That's that old guy on MTV who used to write for Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I know who it is. <laughs> That's it's funny. He's the guy. But anyway, so that so I um, train, anyway, train, the, train, yeah. woman, picture. Yeah, don't take. I, I, I got the whole thing documented, but I, I, I'm stuttering and stammering because I'm just just because almost you were came, outraged. You were outraged by it. No, no, I was actually stuttering and stammering because I was almost remembering the name of the station that you get off on the. Um, Is it in Manhattan? On, the station? No, in no, no. It's out on. It's out on the. It's out on. You take the Long Island Express out to Long Island. And you get on the, on the. Uh, Oh man, I can almost think of it. Damn it, connected. So maybe somebody on Twitter can. No, it's not. <laughs> I just, I just want to pull out. Some... Throwing out words, Poughkeepsie. <laughs> Poughkeepsie. Those are my favorite words. Connectedy, Poughkeepsie. Yeah, you get off in Aurora. I mean, you anyway, know, there's just... there's there's tons of links, uh, or there will be tons of links in the show notes uh, today at noagenda.mevio.com. I've uh, collected a number about this Give Act, which is, uh, as you say, it's unconstitutional. Uh, it's uh, it's crazy, and it's uh, total in indoctrination of well it's a gitmo nation of course can i um because we kind of got off the g20 thing i i just wanted to share something with the audience which you can take for whatever advice you want it to be i actually i had coffee earlier this week with andrew horowitz and his son oh that's right by the way i before we go into that it's the jamaica station ah. and then you get and then you get on the air train to jfk from there okay go ahead in case you're traveling to the Isle of Man. So, by the way, it is the way to go. It's oh, much better. Don't, you don't, take, you don't a take a cab. Don't no, take a bus. I don't, never take this that. This is faster, yeah. and it, there's a train. That, the, the, the Long Island Railroad goes to Penn Station, and, and it runs about every 10 minutes. I mean, it's just amazing. It's anyway, like, the, okay. it's like the, the Gatwick Express and the Heathrow Express. If you want to get into London, hop that train. 15, 15 yeah. 17 minutes, and you're, you're in London. Right, and it's cheaper, a lot cheaper. So we, we, we touched on, and I went back to read the site um, because I didn't realize, and I'm just kind of replaying some of the conversation I had with with Andrew Horowitz, the disciplined investor. You do a show with him, uh, which is the D is it the DH something? DH unplugged. DH unplugged, exactly. Um, so this uh, what was the name of that site? Of course, now I can't find it uh, momentarily. Uh, financialstability.gov. So financialstability.gov, which is basically an outline of a site. It's an it's a HTML page with a couple of links. Uh, but it has a link to a very important PDF file, and that is this private public investment plan that uh, Secretary Geithner has proposed to fix this whole mess. And there's a couple of good YouTube videos explaining it. I left those in the show notes as well. But but just let me explain very briefly and how we're going to be and how this is basically the 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 big dagger in the back that we've all been waiting for. So the idea is new entities will be created, new companies who will buy the who will bid on and buy the toxic assets from these banks. So AIG would be a big one. And so they'll create a market price, which will not be a hundred cents to the dollar. Obviously, it'll be less. Um, 
but they only have to come up with 90, I'm sorry, 86, they only have to come up with 14% of the money to, that they bid for these assets. In fact, less, only 7%, because you come up with, let's just say $100, you come up with $7, the Federal Reserve will match your $7, and the Treasury, just like the Fed, by the way, but the Treasury, which is our money, taxpayer money, will guarantee the remaining $86. So... These, so again, toxic, uh, toxic assets will be purchased by new companies who have raised at least seven uh, for every hundred dollars, seven dollars themselves. The Federal Reserve, which also, of course, will create this money off of our back, but that doesn't matter. It's for the upside, and uh, so they, they put in seven dollars. The rest is guaranteed by the taxpayer. So here's the loophole, and and Horowitz confirmed this with me. Watch for executives leaving these big companies right now, and it's happening. A couple left, I think, Citibank, a couple left uh, Bank of America. You'll see more and more leaving. And where are they going? They're going toward new funds that create, you know, pursuing uh, outside interests, whatever the bullshit line is. They're basically going to create these new companies, and they're go- and using money from their old corporate entities – which if that's easy, you know, you can because those guys lend money all the time, just not to you and I. They'll lend it to this new company. They then bid on the assets and say, oh, well, we don't think that's worth uh, 30, 30 cents of the dollar. We think that's worth, well, that's at least 80 cents of the dollar. That's really good stuff. You know, we can get that. So they put up the $7, which they basically borrowed from their old company. The Fed matches that $7, and the rest comes in from the Treasury. Effectively, taking the 100% exposure of those toxic assets and transferring it to a new place where no one gives a shit. Mm. And, it, and, 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 of course, those, are, those, those ass, assets are toxic. They will bust, exposing the American taxpayer to an estimated $2 trillion. Of course, you, you know, I think it's much, much higher, but there's an estimated $2 trillion exposure. And the FDIC will be the ones overseeing these new entities. Well, I wow. give up. <laughs> I give up. So, um, and you can read and it. You should give up. This is just to beat you down. Well, the thing is, and you know, as you said, nothing to see here. Please move on. Everyone's focused on these bonuses. Kill the bankers, eat the bankers. But at the same time, the true theft is happening. Almost, I mean, it's it's spelled out even with these numbers, with like the seven dollars, the eighty six dollars. It's it, it, Geithner's plan is is written for kindergarten kindergartners. You can understand this. Link in the show notes. So, uh, by the way, your links in the show notes are fantastic. You got Thank lots you. of them. Way too many, but not too many. Well, the, in other but, words, it's, it's like if you look at me, oh my god! I mean, it's like a huge. It's 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 almost like. Uh, Robo robot wisdom that site is one guy has been doing for years. Oh, which is yeah, just I know a what you lot mean. of really good links, and they're just lined up. But they're categorized. You know, I mean, they're categorized. So but, well, they are categorized. So a little more than than they probably need to be. I mean, it's just. I mean, I think people can go there and just click, 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 and really have a good time reading. Well, well that he, stuff. here are my categories: uh, Gitmo Nation, climate change, aviation, hot category for today, financial crisis, economy, bailout bankers, Minnesota MILF, which we certainly have to talk about. Uh, health, shadow puppet theater, which I want to get to, and then, of course, everybody's favorite category. And now, back to real news. We have winners, John. We have winners. Who is the winner? 
We have the winners of the 2009 Hottest Vegetarians. Oh, do we? Yes. Let me send you the link. Oh, send me the link. Yep. Hold on a second. It is uh, Fiona. (laughs) And you see, and and I'm so glad she won because... uh, You have links to these winners, right? Yeah, yeah. Here it comes. I'm sending you the first one. No, I mean, you're going to put it on the site. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. It's always in the show notes. So, Fiona, uh, I think this is the one. This is the one who was so weak she couldn't stand up. Super babe. Oh, this is the one that couldn't. Look at her ribs, man. Her ribs are poking. She's still down. Oh, she's she's like going to die. She's got ribs all over the place. This woman's got ribs coming out of her thighs. Wait a minute. There's also one of the guys in the guy category. Not that hot. Well, she's kind of pretty in the one picture. Yeah, in a in a in a, in a I'm lying down state. Well, she's got a she's got a nice figure. She's got she looks okay. <laughs> no, she looks weak. <laughs> she does look weak. And uh, Ludwig, Ludwig won. Uh, he's from Sweden. He doesn't look very Swedish. I don't think showing all those ribs is a is a positive thing. I think it's a very bad thing, uh, and I think it's bad because this is what young girls aspire to. Yeah, there already there's a big trend. I was I was uh, get the uh, hair. I was getting my hair done, and when I do, uh, <laughs> well, you should be laughing. I need to get a haircut once in a while. Excuse me for living. I just I got a visual. I'm sorry. Well, when, when I'm there, I'm just sitting there reading the National Enquirer, which of is course, one of the which yeah is of course. And now back to real news. So they they're in the National Enquirer. There was all these articles, or there's, there's there's a long article about all these actresses, and the, including the girl that's on the, the on Thirty Rock, and uh, they, a whole bunch of different celebrities that are all starving themselves to death so oh, they can yeah. get as thin as possible. Yeah, and it's like a big trend in Hollywood right now, just to lose as much weight as you can so you're like thin as a rail. Well, it's not like not not like that's new, John. That's been around. No, for I know it's a, not new, while. but it's like it's it's like an interesting counter trend because there was this big thing recently. If you don't. If you recall, the, oh, we're going to ban skinny models from the runway, and it's getting ridiculous. And yeah. you know, every time they try to do that, it never works out. You end up with you know people they still want to look skinny. So I have um, since my schedule. Is this guy, by the way, I went to this other link, this one here from PETA.org.uk. Yes. yes. And they got the picture, the same picture of Fiona. Yeah. Only she's like pulling her pants off. What is that? Well, because. This is the. It's kind of you know how they promise the uh, the terrorists uh, seventy two virgins. So if you don't eat meat, you'll get this girl. That's kind of the message. Yeah, more likely to get the guy. <laughs> he doesn't look very Swedish, does he? He doesn't. He doesn't look well, from Malmo. Who knows? But uh, there's the Swedes. will think that's funny. So um, he looks like at least he eats. Yeah, he does. He looks like he's he probably he's probably on the juice too, man. He's probably doing steroids. Looks might be, could be could bovine be steroids. Um, so I had, she's definitely not on roids. No, no, and 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 she needs she needs to have some. She needs to eat some mash or something. <laughs> she needs to eat some oatmeal at least. So I uh, I was very excited. Uh, we had a another a new chapter in transparency, as uh, the White House did its first online. Virtual town hall meeting. In fact, I harped about this on Mevio Today, which is running throughout the weekend. Don't bother looking at it. I know you haven't seen it yet. Um, and the way this worked. You do it on the weekend? Yeah. Huh. I work fucking, excuse me. I'm trying not to swear because I'm hoping that we can get radio affiliates. So I'm trying to. By the way, if, if you want to distribute this show, fine. 
It doesn't matter. You can take it. You can copy it. You can put it on your own podcast stream. You can put it on your local radio station, your low-power low FM station. We're fine with that. It's uh, open source radio. Open source with radio. John and Adam. That's right. Oh, in the morning. It's morning somewhere. So, um, and th- so there, there were these questions, and then the the final list of questions were the list of questions, and then people voted on the list of questions um, so that the president then could address these. And they had some people. I yeah, you know, it, it didn't look a lot of the. It, it was all pre-screened, basically, and stuff was, you know, set up in a certain way that it, it didn't have the kind of live feel to it like we have, where, you know, the stream cuts in and out and it's all crappy and shit. It was, like, professional. So there was one question, well, there's one remark that the president made about uh, halfway through, and I just want, you might have heard it already, but I do want to share it because this is incredibly uh, interesting uh, to me. Here we go. We took votes about which questions were going to be asked, and I think three million people voted, or... 3.5 million people voted. I have to say that there, there was one question that was voted on that, that ranked fairly high, uh, and that was whether legalizing marijuana would improve uh, the economy. Wait for it. And job creation. And uh, uh, I don't know what this says about the online audience. So when I heard this, when and, I, and you had to see him guffawing and laughing, first of all, the question was not... Just legal. It was number. It was the number one question in four categories, include, including health care uh, for medicinal marijuana. But for the president, who was elected by an online audience, who raised millions of dollars in campaign contributions, apparently, supposedly, allegedly from the online audience, this is an absolute outrage for him to speak to the online audience as if they're a bunch of frickin' stoners who have nothing better to do with their time. Even starts off with this question ranked high on the list. I can see they even wrote that. Let's slip that little I, let's slip that little I, I joke in that there. Gag, yeah. So I, I you know and and by the way, you know, a, a third of our prisons in the United States are filled with marijuana drug um um uh criminals. Uh you know, we we could significantly reduce our um our, our prison population, there would be so well, much we also, to do. We'd probably save about $3 billion a year in that overhead, and probably another, we could tax, you know, I, of course there's a specious argument against taxing this, but you could tax this and pick up another number of billions of dollars in tax money, and you decriminalize uh, the whole scene. Uh, it's not going to change the usage much, and... Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile... And he's also promised to like on the same day, on the same day, John, another DEA bust in San Francisco of Emelin's California Cannabis Clinic on Howard Street. Another bust going on while he's laughing at people thinking about the audacity of 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 wanting to legalize marijuana. But as I said the before, audacity of dope. <laughs> as I said before, it will not happen because, first of all, the president yeah, knows. Know, as everyone, I, let me finish it. I don't care what you say. Listen to me. Listen. Look. Gee. Let me be clear. Look. Because that the real economy runs on drug money, and they need that money flowing through the economy, and they don't want our drugs, the drug of the people, the weed, which you can grow in your backyard, competing with the drug grown in Afghanistan, 90% of the world's opium trade coming from there, which our troops are there to defend. Anyway, so then Robert Gibbs, because this is where it gets interesting, the yes. press secretary, he's asked this question, and his response is 
is even more uh, insulting. The online town meeting. So, so this is a question from one of the reporters, you know, where they sit and Helen sits there. This and, guy Gibbs sucks. Yeah, he, well, it's beautiful to listen to him. Here we go. When the president said he doesn't think legalizing marijuana would give uh, the economy a boost, was he giving a political answer or, or an economic answer? Great question. I mean, is that a great question or not? Yeah, it's a great question. Okay. This guy, by the way, uh, I won't play the whole clip, but he comes back later and says, you know, you may be making a joke out of it, but it's a serious question. So here's the answer. Does he have economic numbers to back that up? Uh, I'm, I'm unaware of a CEA analysis uh, <laughs> regarding that. Uh, so he's saying, I'm unaware of, a, I guess it's Committee on Economic Analysis or whatever, CEA. I don't know what it is. Yeah. You know, oh, no one's done any analysis on it. <laughs> I think. Was he uh, picking his nose? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he goes, uh, 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 I think you've heard the president talk about um, uh, getting us on a path towards sustained economic growth. I don't think he believes that. Uh, uh, that is uh, part of that plan. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I think the just. I'd point you to the Justice Department on. Oh, you, know, you mean the Justice Department who was raiding medical, legal medical, medical marijuana dispensary? Yeah, say. Yeah. It's on that. I, I, the president asked people to ask their questions. Obviously, interests aligned with certain viewpoints. Uh, uh, did so. In Interests aligned with certain viewpoints. You stoners. I can't, <laughs> I can't even listen to it anymore. But it's it's. Of course not. But you know, by the way, there is a Gibbs is a is the guy who uh, remember there was uh, where Obama had made some comment about uh, you know being a Special Olympics and yeah, assaulted right. a bunch of people. And then I, I guess some there's a bowler out there who has like a 200 average who's a, although even though there's Special Olympian. Had, yeah, he's a spe yeah. but he's a really good bowler, and I actually used to bowl with guys who had uh, various ailments that would that they would bowl really weird, but they would bowl these great games. It was amazing, and um, so I guess there's this bowler that has a pretty high average, and he challenged Obama to a game. Right. Yeah, I got and, you that know, one. and it yeah. became a big issue. All the people wrote it up, and they brought it up at the press conference, and they, somebody asked him, well, "Is the is Obama going to do this? Uh, play the bowling game down in the White House? The White House has a bowling alley, in the White House bowling alley." And and Gibbs says, "No comment." <sighs> well, Why do you say no no comment to that? Because he's a douche. He's a total asshole. I've never <laughs> He's the worst guy ever. He's an asshole. In the morning. Hell yeah. Well, the whole Special Olympics comment I was okay with because I understood what he was saying. And can we just not get offended for a moment about stuff? Yeah, you no, know? I agree with Please. that. But the fact that Gibbs would say no comment is though it was some sort of That's state offensive. secret. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. By the way, the right-wing radio talk show guys have, have, have given Obama a moniker that is kind of catching on. It hasn't quite totally caught on, especially with the public. But they call him Giggles. Huh. Giggles. And President Giggles. And because he giggles a lot when he's on a, He did all these talk shows. and he's He does giggling. giggle a bit. Yeah, that's true. And so uh, they're calling him Giggles. Hmm. And uh, it's 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 interesting because it keeps cropping up, and I, I think it, it, it could catch off. <laughs> Giggles, I don't like it personally. Yeah, you wouldn't. I don't think it's. Uh... Hey, we've uh, got uh, some some speed happening up here in Gitmo Nation East as uh, 
There's a huge push for a couple things. One, of course, would be the European Union elections scheduled for June, as well as uh, this important uh, document that needs to be signed and ratified, the Lisbon Treaty. Yeah. Of course, uh, one of the one of the last countries, and all 26 member states have to sign on. The Czech Republic, uh, since uh, since the president of the Czech Republic uh, said, "Hey, you know, um, I don't like this. I don't. I don't think we should uh, be signing this. There's too much power. We don't want this European army. This whole thing ushers in the climate change, which I don't believe in either." He said, uh, "I'm I'm, not, I'm probably not going to ratify this." So they basically toppled the whole government around him. This is the, this is the Russians are watching this, going, "My God, is that is it that easy? Why did yeah. we send our troops in there years ago?" Yeah, they just send in the jackals, and you know, and they just pull that shit right from out from under him uh yeah, so that, that guy just said pull the rug out from under you're out buddy and the well, f- i was a duly elected <laughs> no get out. get out so the fractal is apparent everywhere the eu customers are going and this is and i'll get back to the elections in a moment the eu customers will have smart energy meters in their future that will and it says and this is the eu observer which you need to read from time to time eu observer.com um, we will indeed have smart meters. They, they are, will be mandatory. In fact, it will be a crime to not to have your smart meter installed. It will be a crime. So basically, now information from inside your house goes straight to the government. And it even says here, they've introduced provision to fight energy poverty when gas and electricity bills eat up so much of a user's income they cannot afford other basics. So the government will start to regulate all this for you and will help you turn on your lights at appropriate times and help you wash at appropriate times and maybe shut down your shit altogether at appropriate times. Oh, yeah, it's going to be... Uh, we have a violator on meter section 106-2E-1B. Please turn off that meter immediately. So I've got... Um You've got to see some of these billboards for the EU election. I'm going to send you this link right now. It is too funny for words. So it, it is, once again, built for kindergartners. Uh, graphical elements, here it is. for the uh, And these, these links, of course, are all in the show notes. Just have a quick gander at this, John, just so you can see. So um, and these are postcards that you can download, print out, and uh, and use yourself. <laughs> yes, you so, might as well help so, them. So go, scroll down to the bottom. There's four postcards. Uh, there's a picture of a laptop on the left and a, a a bottle of baby milk on the right, and then the the postcards the text, used for the campaign. How should we help balance family and career? My favorite is how much labeling do we need? Just look at the chicken with no labeling and then the chicken on the right with a million labels all over, which, of course, is what they're advocating. And then the, the far right one, what should cars run on? And you see on the left a jerry can of gas. Then in the middle you see a battery, like a double-A battery. Yeah, run my car in a double-A battery and I'm in. That's what I want. And then what's that thing on the right, like a bush of... of I have no idea. Oh, I guess mirror? it's some sort of something you grow and maybe make into alcohol. I have no idea. <laughs> but it's, it's just amazing. Amazing! This how, is like for idiots. At the same time, uh, again from oh no, this is from uh, Politiken. What kind of energy do when we have a, fo- a flame? We have a sun. We have the radiation symbol, and then a wind turbine. So here's what they're doing to really get garner a lot of support, not just for. Oh, wait, wait, wait! Stop. 
all postcards in JPEG format, then they have them in all languages. Oh, every so language a you want. Version, yeah. a German, Lithuanian, there's a the Dutch, Polish, Portuguese, Romanian. Isn't it beautiful? Unbelievable. So in order to uh, get people to buy into more European Union, more global state, um, they are uh, the parliament, European parliament, is uh, voting now to hand out food to the poor. But, of course, you have to pledge your allegiance to the European Union before you can eat. <laughs> wait, wait, say this again? Uh, you have to pledge your allegiance to the European Union before you can eat it? Yeah. Yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll have to. How does to, that work? Well, you'll have to go to certain. Well, I mean, you, you yeah, don't really have to pledge. You want, you want this hot dog? Yeah, I love that. Have the hot dog. You have to pledge read the pamphlet. The yeah, you got to read the pamphlet first, and then you get your hot dog, <laughs> <laughs> or your your wiener and sauerkraut, as the uh, as the situation may be. Could be in Germany, in uh, in the Netherlands. Uh, also, uh, these meters coming in. This will be the Netherlands is is already in the process of implementing the black GPS box in the car. FYI, uh, they're much further along. So it's all these fractals popping up all over the place. Now a uh, a German lead foil, my friends, lead foil. <laughs> Buy it while you can. So uh, the German government. Uh, had already said, hey, you know, uh, let, let's get a bonus going for people who scrap, as in trash, their environmentally unfriendly cars. Now they're saying we're also going to hand out bonuses for scrapping old office furniture and coffee machines. It's 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 totally out of control. What have they got against coffee machines? Well, they're uh, unfriendly to the environment. Because they stay on all the time and it Probably. keeps the coffee warm. Probably. Hey, maybe uh, maybe the, these smart meters could uh, could just turn my coffee on in the morning, and so make sure that my coffee is freshly brewed. I'm sure the government would be more than happy to do that for me. Yeah, you know they probably would use that as a selling point. So, um, reading through my Twitter fall of information <clears throat> uh, throughout the weekend, uh, and, and I follow uh, Mrs. Kutcher. M-R-S-K-U-T-C-H-E-R. Mrs. Kutcher is Demi Moore on Twitter. Oh, I thought it was Ashton. Well, that's her husband. Oh, no, so I thought he was Mrs. Kutcher. <laughs> no, he's... Uh, okay, go on. Whatever he is. And all of a sudden, I start... You know, because you, usually you miss these tweets. She'll send a couple, whatever, and so they scroll by. I don't pay attention, but then I see a lot of activity, and she's like, come on, let's do this, people. We can do this. I'm like, what? What are we... Gonna? She, she's totally like... And, <laughs> Like yeah, we can do this. Let's all join in. Retweet this. This is this is Demi Moore. Okay, one of the hottest actresses in the world. Good actress too. It's for Earth Hour. Oh yeah, that's the, that was all. Oh, Earth it was Hour last is night, and I missed it. Isn't it today? No, no, it was Saturday night. I'm sure it was. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was 8 p.m. tonight. Well, I missed it. 8:30. Yeah, Earth Hour. The idea is we're going to shut everything off for an hour. <laughs> Oh, that sucks because, you know, I wanted to look across the bridge and see if the San Francisco was going to be shut down and because I know they're going to turn off the Bay Bridge lights. Yeah, Earth Hour. I know. Let me see. I have a, a link here. U.S. cities poised for Earth Hour Saturday night. Yeah, one hour. So we missed it. Yep. Damn. 8.30 p.m. to 9.30. And yeah, this well, was this close. is, you know, this is a feeble attempt uh, not just feeble, it's it's an idiotic attempt to bring global awareness to demise, climate change, whatever it is. This it was, infuriating. It 
it was so feeble that I planned you, to actually you pay planned. attention to it, and I couldn't <laughs> even do it. <laughs> it's, the, it's the weak leading the feeble. We can't even make that work. I can't even. The simplest thing. I was going to go stand on the balcony and look at San Francisco. They had nap, nothing. <laughs> I want to see the lights going off, you know, if they were. I, I don't know. I, I want to apologize. I uh, need to put a camera up. I want to apologize to everybody who's having problems with the stream. It's I have no idea what it is. The server Some is Some guy says out. that your bit rate is wrong. No, the bit rate is, is, let me just double check. Adam needs to drop his up. No, no, no. It's sixty-four kilobits. It's everything's the same. Nothing's changed, and I've I've noticed problems. It's the streaming server, or whatever. You know, it's someone's bandwidth is hosed somewhere, and I'm I sorry. Tell you, now they finally they've they're on to us. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> by, by the way, I want to ask um, certainly our our UK listeners here in Gitmo Nation East. I noticed something weird, and I want to know if any, anyone else witnessed this. We, we had some form of either a, a spike, an electricity spike. Or I'm thinking maybe a, a magnetic or solar wind or something happened. It screwed up just about every single electronic device in my house. Most noticeably, the digital Sky TV um, satellite yeah. box. Was this at 9.30 last <laughs> night? No. Uh, no. Uh, well, you don't know. No, it was Friday. It, it was when Friday. Everybody threw, threw the switches back <laughs> on. It just no. Put, whoa. No, no, no. No, it was not last night. It was two days ago. It's uh, like you know, there's deals where people all flush the toilet at once. At one time, and it blows up the, the 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 pipes. No, also um, all of the Freeview televisions that we have, which are digital television recorders, free over the they, air. They were just they were locking in. They they were putting those systems in place. My printer reset itself to January first, you know, nineteen oh seven. Yeah, that was that was a bug. So a lot of it was really <laughs> weird. Was... I, I want to know. If, <laughs> I want to know if anyone else had similar problems. I, I just thought it very just typical. You, just you. Just me. Is there after me again? Well, then, hold on. Wait, wait, I'm getting a message to get him off this topic. Okay. <laughs> I, I promised I wouldn't talk about it anymore, but I'm going to have to rescind since there's new information from the world of aviation. Um, of course, I'm referring to flight 1549. Two, two pieces of information reached me, which kind of complete some of my theories. The first one is that, um, well, it kind of flows together. The uh, There's a photographer named Stephen Mallon, and Stephen um, took a number of, a series of pictures, which he actually planned to publish in a book, of the salvage operation of Flight 1549. His pictures were extremely good, mainly because they focus on the front of the aircraft that is being lifted out of the water, in which, by the way, you can see there's absolutely no hull damage whatsoever, only damage to uh, one engine's missing and one is, is clearly damaged. But no other damage at all, which is quite amazing to fly into a flock of birds and only have them hit your engine and nothing else. And they do dent aircraft. Um, he was summoned by the insurance company to take these pictures down. At the same time, the insurance company said, you do not have the right to give those to the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration. Guess which insurance company insured that aircraft, John? Monsanto. Um, no, try AIG. Yeah. So Your sense of humor today really is lacking. <laughs> AIG. Anyone who listens to the show knows that's funny. It is funny. I liked it. But I didn't have a rim shot. I can give you a quick... In the morning. Yeah, well. On the heels of this, the Federal Aviation Administration 
does not want to release any data or information about bird strikes, how frequent yeah. they occur, why they right, occur. Right. And yeah, so I, I did a little bit of delving around. So there's one important thing you have to know. If you get a double bird strike, that is known, it is so rare, and in fact, I can't find another instance of that happening. It is known as an act of God. An act of God is a get-out-of-jail-free card for the insurance company. Exactly. So I'm thinking, John, knowing that there were Bank of America executives on board, uh, and I'm not talking about the, the 30 people in the back, I'm talking about the guys in first class, and knowing this AIG story, and knowing that Sully Sullenberger was paid off, because that, you, know, you don't get a $3 million book deal of which one is a book of poems. <laughs> the poems book was the giveaway. Maybe Sullenberger, that's his message to people. What can I do to at least alert to, people? To alert to people that, I, that I'm getting paid off. So either Sullenberger was in on it from the beginning, right, which somehow I doubt, um, except for his radio call. But I, I, I believe that these pilots are probably trained to call a bird strike immediately because if you have a double engine failure you know that's like huge liability i mean that that would essentially take the industry down so there's a one one of two things is happening either sullenberger was in on it and this is a whole prep for the air, airline industry who need a massive bailout say because he also went to the senate and he did this whole thing about well only because guys who are as experienced as i am you know and our industry is going to shit no one's paying the pilots enough so you can see lots of people dying because sully is not on board so either it was a setup to prepare everyone for massive aviation bailouts or which was confirmed by the way by the, the accident that happened a few weeks later which was with the amateur behind you know the one that crashed with that took uh, that one woman with it you know that that continental flight, whatever it was. Oh, the Buffalo, uh, right, exactly. Yeah. So there's your confirmation, very good, your confirmation. And they even, they almost had that DJ guy on board to, to make it even, uh, even more of a, an Amy Winehouse story. So they almost had that all set up. So, oh, well, sure, these guys had low air time, you know, this is what the state of the industry is about. So it's either that or the only other alternative is someone shot it out of the sky, and we actually are pretty lucky that this guy landed in the Hudson, and he knows it was shot out of the sky just, you know, by nuking those two engines, however it was done. Uh, and this was his reward for not telling everybody that it wasn't a bird strike. One way or the right. other, it, the whole thing stinks. And that's why he did the book of poems because there's this poetic <laughs> no. justice. Have you message. read his poems? They're they're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's plenty of links in the show notes um, uh, of these pictures because, of course, this is the interwebs. You can't uh, you can't hide that. Um, you know, it's good that you do these kinds of stories because it sounds just crazy enough that it takes again takes us off the radar because oh brother, there he goes. And so it's, you know you got to be out there. I try. So I had I had some. Uh, I, I want to recommend people out there that you know the PG Tips Gold. Yes, you know, which is really good. If you can get some of this red tea called Rus Bios, it's from Red Bush, and everybody loves that's uh, Red Bush. Roy Roy Boss is the original. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, just a tea substitute that was used in Africa by the British who needed tea, but they couldn't find any. Uh, anyway, if you have like if you make a big cup of tea. And then you throw one of these packs of the Red Bush in with the PG tips. Mm -hmm. It makes the tea. It's like a natural. It makes the tea sweet. It's really actually a really? good combination. 
Yeah, ah, check it out. You don't get you don't get high off of it. I don't think so. Oh, then why bother? Um. Oh yes. Oh gee. I almost forgot. We have another jingle from uh, the fabulous Jeff Smith. Shadow Puppet Theater. <laughs> we have another entrance into our Shadow Puppet Theater category, John. Oh, okay. Well, tell me all about it. Well, just so you didn't know, uh, one of the people named to President Obama's new task force on tax reform is a member of the board of directors of AIG. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shadow Puppet Theater. Martin Feldstein. Welcome to the Shadow Puppet Theater. Getting back to that, the story about, uh, you know, your concerns about the the targeted tax and all the rest of it. Yes. You know, one of the things that is going on, and I actually talked about this some years ago uh, in some columns about at some point, you know, what's going on in Europe where they're tracking down these bankers and keying their cars and and protesting out their houses and throwing bricks through the window. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that the, the, the... Hyper wealthy, the people who live in, for example, in the San Francisco Bay Area, you'd have Hillsboro, uh, you'd have Los Altos Hills, maybe to a lesser extent, Atherton for sure. Um, I think there, there, there's a possibility that you have a real economic collapse, which this isn't. That people would ra- go in there and ransack these these areas. I mean, uh, they're all in enclaves. Oh, they, oh they, they could be totally ransacking uh, where I live. Your area is like one of these little enclaves of rich people. Yeah, in fact, it's uh, rich people. Yeah, by all by all intents and purposes, rich people, but by London standards, middle class. It's, okay, well, they won't. You, know, you want to target the. You want to go after the real rich. So areas okay, so you want to go to Chelsea and and Kensington, really Notting yeah, Hill. Just, yeah, right. And start throwing uh, Molotov cocktails. Yeah, it could happen. It's going to happen. This is this is why I'm calling for restraint because it's. It's the wrong people. It's it's amazing when you see this, you know, a Geithner plan that is intended to screw us, and I was oh, chuckle along, no problem. Hey, eat the bankers. It's it's wrong. It is just fundamentally wrong, and it's because we're misguided, and the government is out there pushing us towards it. Well, before we get, I, I want to take a break here and talk about a couple of donors that came in this week. Uh, we're going to talk. We're going to do the call out on the hundred and fifty dollar people. Uh, in an a upcoming Thursday episode, but there's we got two interesting donations this week. One of them uh, for the exact amount I was talking about six hundred. Only the guy took it to an extreme. This is Harry Selwood. Hey Harry. He uh, he give Harry an in the morning. In the morning. Harry Selwood. <laughs> uh, he sent us six hundred sixty six dollars and sixty six cents, and. Uh, I think he kind of missed the. Uh, well, I, I, first of all, we appreciate we appreciate it. the donation oh, to, we the, love uh, to the library. Thank you very much, yeah. Harry. But um, it, you know, I'd almost rather you send uh, six thousand six hundred and sixty-six dollars and sixty-six cents because then you'd have two 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 times three sixes if you can right. afford it. Well, if you can't afford it, you do, wouldn't send. But they do six dollars and sixty-six cents. That's cool too. Or yeah, it's okay. Or you can just uh, link to our show. Or you can tell well, someone a subscription. about it. Go to Dvorak.org slash NA and help us out. And uh, what's the other address you have it? Noagendalibrary.com. Okay. Now, we did get a $1,000 donation Whoa! from John. In the morning. From the, who? From John Holman. John Holman. Wow. So uh, so I sent, uh, and Holman, I asked him about, uh, you know, he's a, he's, an, he's a retired investment um, 
consult. Did you see his site? Because I went to the site that was listed, and it was it's it, just a picture, picture just a picture, and then four email links to each of the fan or five to each of the family members. So right, I, was, I had no simple. idea. He's, yeah, used to be on Wall Street apparently, and he's oh. loves the show. But I sent him, you know, I asked him about you know being a hyper donor and what what he and he sent me a notepad which I think is worth reading, and I think people should listen to. Yeah, this. go for it. So the reason to do the big donation is to get others to do the same. I certainly appreciate the offer of an in the morning, but I'm frankly ambivalent. I offered him an in the morning. We gave him one anyway. Yeah, I gave him one. But I'm frankly ambivalent at best about being called out by name unless it helps to get the auction mentality going amongst prospective donors. Whatever gets your your whatever gets other enthusiastic listeners to give, I think it's absolutely critical to have intelligent, skeptical thinking like what you and Adam deliver so consistently, entertainingly, and surprisingly, that's three. It seems like advertiser-supported media is diminishing anyway. Yes, and then he says, and then he just answers some other simple questions. But I think he, he makes a good point. Very good we point. Deliver a good product. People should, you know, appreciate the fact that this is extremely rare because with the combination of you and myself is unusual. And do you find yourself and, waking up and excited about the show? I, on a show day, I'm I'm literally buzzing. Huh. <laughs> so uh, in the morning, Dick. <laughs> My wife listened to the show last week. Uh-oh, you're in trouble now. She, what did she, she say? Has, uh, <laughs> one thing, she just got, she went on a rampage about Michelle Bachman, which is who we'll get oh, to. And by the way, yes. I, I, I just, just to end this other thing, I wanted, I do want to thank John Holman yes. for the for the $1,000 and uh, and anyone else who wants to help us out to, at uh, Dvorak.org slash N-A or the noagendalibrary.com. And if you uh, send us $100,000, then you will get uh, every show, a uh, for a year, I guess it is at least, Yeah, uh, the minute. D Disinformation Minute, and we'll read your script verbatim. You get a little jingle like uh, Jeff Smith makes for everybody. Uh, so we'll pay him for that, obviously. But the, but it, I, I agree with it so much. We had this conversation earlier in the week that really commercialism in media always fucks it up at the end of the day. It always breaks it. And it makes it just inherently uncool. Yeah, and the fact is, we talk about getting donations for about two minutes out of a hundred, out of ninety minutes, which is you know one minute every forty-five. And typical radio, if you listen to talk oh. radio, it's one minute per two minutes of talking. Yeah. So every two minutes, and there's a whole minute of advertising. It's ridiculous. It it ruins these shows, and you have to keep switching channels. I mean, I hate it. Yeah. This is the reason we're asking for money, so we don't have to ever do advertising except for that one minute thing, which we will do. But the, people understand that that's never going to happen. So. Uh, and by the way, it would be a good CPM for anyone wanting to do it. So uh, anyway, <laughs> it's a great CPM. It's just you don't get it quite delivered the way it's uh, traditionally done. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. But anyway, so anyone, we, we're trying to see if anyone can beat John Holman. And we want to go to three days a week, and it's going to be absolutely. We're at a critical point for uh, for a three day a week. You know that we really need money to do that because yeah, I, I, I would have to give up right. other things for sure. And I know you would, John. Yeah. So anyway, so my wife listens to the. Uh, tunes in and she here's the michelle uh bachman, bachman. stuff yeah. and so she goes kind of nuts and so she did a whole bunch of research on it she by the way she said to me well i'm glad to see that you're as rude with adam as you are with the family <laughs> <laughs> oh 
that means I take, I take that as a huge compliment. Who's rude. I, I take that as a huge compliment. So you are actually I'm taking it as a, as a complete insult because you're the one that's rude. You I'm, don't get my jokes. You know, you're just what are you talking about? On. What do you mean I don't get your jokes? It, I, the funny just ones saying. I laugh. I get them. I just don't laugh at all of them. Hmm. So anyway, I don't know where am I rude? I'm not getting this. Well, at home, you're apparently rude. Well, she says I'm rude on the show, too. <laughs> Am I rude? You say, oh, there he is. He's rude, that guy. Well, no, I, look, if you're rude what to me, rude I, I don't anyway, I don't take it personally. I, speak up? I don't take it personally, that's for sure. If, 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 you're, if, if you're being rude to me, I, I, no problem here. I don't intend to be rude to anybody. I mean, I find the whole, the whole assertion to be dubious. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe she's, I, maybe she's hypersensitive. I never knew this about the woman. God, this is so, a great uh, show. It's actually changing your life. I, I find that exhilarating. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting enlightened. So I have not, okay, so I have not met Mimi, nor have you met uh, Patricia. So, uh, but we still have a wife swap show uh, in mind. Yeah. Anyway, so Michelle, Michelle Bachman. So I, I did okay, my well, research let, well, as well. Me, I get to start this. Let me go. Okay. Starts with the guy. This is what triggered. I was talking to my wife, and I said, "Well, this guy sent us his note." And this, then she went, my wife loves going online and doing tons of research, so she got a million links, which I'll send to you. That <laughs> I you can just see me being, mm -hmm. Viagra. Mm -hmm. She's doing research. I'm doing research. <laughs> John! Christopher, Christopher Shue sends us this note. And I argued when I was talking to my wife that this guy, he's just, he's just obviously a knee jerk who's just, you know, just spewing this hatred to Michelle without any attribution. So my wife went and got the attribution. But let me just read this. I was listening to your last No Agenda show in my car driving down one of the many potholed roads in Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. When you talked about Michelle Bachman, I nearly drove my car off the road. Michelle Bachman is a shill for the Republican Party and is batshit crazy. This woman was running practically uncontested for her representative seat last year. She decides that a good political move was to go on hardball and suggest that Barack Obama was a terrorist. She nearly lost her seat to a guy named Tinkleberg. The woman has quite a few screws loose. I think there are better pickings for Adam to have his MILF obsessions over. Otherwise, good show and keep up the good work. <laughs> All right, so let me respond to this. So I, too, I, I really knew nothing about Michelle Bachman other than this one piece of video where she's questioning the Secretary of the Treasury and, um, and of the Fed, Bernanke, uh, the chairman of the Fed, Federal Reserve, about the Geithner plan, which he nailed right on right on the money, saying, "Hey, the taxpayer is going to be responsible for ninety percent of this, and they get they don't get ninety percent of the upside." Can you confirm? And of course, he was cut off by Barney Frank. And and in that particular shot, um, I have to say, she looks really, really good and milfy. Her hair is done differently. When she has her hair down, she looks kind of witchy, I have to say. But anyway, that's regardless. <laughs> she does a little bit of that. That's, that's that, irrespective of that. So this woman, I could be married to her. And it's, and, you know, I looked at the Keith Olbum, the countdown piece, you know, it, it, what she was doing was repeating things that we have discussed on this show, but she was doing it in a, in a way that people categorize, the way people categorize me as a crackpot. That's why she's saying the exact same things. In fact, I put a whole bunch of links in to, um, there's actually a radio interview that she did. And, you know, she's, she's completely on to the, to the climate change scan. You want to hear that for a second? Just the, uh, where she debunks climate change? 
you can get an idea of how she how she talks. It'll just take me a second. I got to forward to like uh, John. Thank you, Brian the Elder. I got to forward to she and she goes on radio shows. She has a a site. She calls herself a foreign correspondent. I love I love this woman. Um, and the things that you know, if you really listen to what she's saying, it's exactly the same stuff people call me a crackpot for. Here we go. Listen to this about climate change. To breathe, are we? Well, this this will be the this will be for the purchase of energy. You're exactly right because human activity only puts about between three to five percent carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. The bulk of carbon dioxide is produced naturally from the ocean. So, so, so she's saying things that we talk about all the time. Um, she's onto the Give Act. She says it exactly the same way. But let's not forget: a, she's a woman. B, she's an attractive woman. She's a Republican, which is really, really the problem. But I like what she stands for. And if she does her hair right and she pulls out that little Minnesota accent, man, it just it makes me completely love her. And she's no more crackpot than I am. She's just labeled that way by clearly from your email an, an overzealous, out of control Obama bot. Here's the um, thing that bothers me about her. I, I'm not disagreeing with any of this except for the fact that she seems to be a stooge for the credit card companies. She's gone out of her way to support all their abuses. She's done nothing to stop it. Every time a bill comes out, including a bill that just passed the House of Representatives, which, is, which does very little more than saying you can't continue to gouge the customers. In fact, there was an anti-gouging bill she voted against. And if you start looking, if you go to Open Secrets and take a look, in fact, I sent you the links that my wife yeah. came up with. Mm -hmm. If you go to Open Secrets and see who's been funding her, you find out that it's uh, you know finance and, and insurance companies sure. and the sure. the. Well, in, so in that regard, she's just as evil as our president. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's not something I'm going to fall all over myself for. But at the same time, I do think she's getting beat up too much. And I obviously, you know, she's, a, you know, kind of an old fashioned. I don't see how she's a shill for the Republican Party. I mean, what? No, she is. I'm not getting that. At least she has a, a consistent message. And on top of that, she has introduced a bill that would ban a global currency. I've got to like the woman because she didn't get a straight. Well, she actually she got a very straight answer from Geithner and from uh, Bernanke when she asked them point blank are you going to introduce a world cur or would you accept a world currency no categorically deny it then geithner the next day is at the council of foreign relations why on earth he needs to go there other than because they actually control him and he does a speech and he says oh we're open to it yeah we're, all options are on the table so she's right you know in in so yeah maybe look we're no one's clean no one's exactly right on the money but to call this woman a kook and a nut job is unfair because she is saying a lot of very sensible things. And my, I believe that she might have just woken up all of a sudden. Has she been doing this forever? Uh I, don't I think remember so. seeing her uh, just occasionally, but now that she's got the spotlight turned on her, I mean, Olbermann, if anybody, has given her the, uh, you know, the the spotlight, and and Olbermann, who's a who's a raving lunatic, he is the, he's uh, a true lunatic, absolutely. Oh, it's unbelievable. In fact, I just, I mean, Rachel Maddow looks like, you know, a conservative Republican by comparison, and she must just be just loving Olbermann's, you know, you know, constant pontificating and going over the top because she's going to end up taking over that spot, and she'll throw him under the bus in a minute. You can, she's just a classic broadcasting person.
and uh, you know she's got her own show now. She used to yeah, be part yeah, of yeah, Oberman's yeah, yeah. show. She used to do a bit. Somehow, now she's got. She comes out after him, doesn't she? Yeah, and yeah. she's the only one. Well, you know, she was interesting because I remember listening to Air America. Um, Occasionally, I listen to both everything. I mean, I'm not like you're a radio guy. You're, you're a radio guy. Now you're a radio I'm guy. Radio. I'm listening yeah. to these guys. I would listen to Air America, and some of the worst stuff was on that network. It was like, oh my god, are you kidding me? There's all touchy feely stuff and new age crap and all kinds of bull. And she would come on. It was like she was just a hardcore political commentator. She was a, obviously a, a hyper liberal and a, a, an out an out le a lesbian who's out. So there's no you know, you can't accuse her of anything. Well, hold on. And let's she, give her a little out, a lesbian out in the morning. In the morning. <laughs> she's a lesbian. <laughs> and she makes no, there's no qualms about it. And she has a, a very strong, but she's, she's solid. I mean, she's a solid broadcaster. And I, I she is, when yeah, I first I heard her, you. I said, wow, this is, why don't they just give her the whole network? She's the only one on there that's worth a crap because she was a good broadcaster. Everybody else was just amateur hour. And so then she gets, somehow sneaks onto Oberman's show before the last elections. And I saw her seeing her, so I never saw her before because I only heard her on the radio. I said, oh, that's an interesting person. And, but she, she had the problem. I thought, as a TV person, she has a, a smirk that's really annoying. I thought that she oh, wasn't yeah. going to oh, cut. She's yes. cut the smirk out a little bit, but she still she can't quite get rid of it because it's almost like it's part of her face. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> the, so they, like the Joker, so they, she's like the they, Joker. They, exactly. So they played around with her look a little bit, so she doesn't look quite so extreme. <laughs> and and she comes off it, as a as a normal person after you listen to Olbermann, who yeah. is just he's like he's case. angry. He's he just hates. Well, something. that's that's his, like that's his shtick. That's his shtick. So one more thing about oh, two more things about Bachman. Um, so in this uh, in the New York Times, actually, a link to it, of course, in our show notes. Uh, Michelle Bachman says she wants Minnesotans to be armed and dangerous for opposition to cap and trade. I mean, she's calling for arms. I love this woman. I just love her. I love her. I love, her. I love you, Minnesota MILF. But the guy's what, going off the road again. But, but what's interesting is that so the, the so she really caught some some uh, some traction with this anti uh, global currency bill. So immediately they turn on the harp machine and they and they give. Minnesota and the Dakotas, the worst weather in the world. They're not. They're now oh, making. They're. They're turning us on. From being it's shot. H a a r p. It's harp. And by the way, yesterday the protests in London. It was. There was. I have not heard thunder like that in years in London. These guys turned on the harp machine and rained on their parades. That's from being assassinated. Where, this where is do, great stuff. Where do you think the phrase "rain on your parade" comes from? From the evil uberlords because they turn on harp. They they can con completely control the weather. I might want. To remind you, by the way, that on September 11th, 2001, right off the coast of New York was a gigantic, gigantic hurricane. The, right after the planes, so-called planes, kind of so-called flew into the buildings oh, and they collapsed, the storm went away. You can see the radar images. It was the size of, uh, uh, of Katrina. Anyway, so they control the weather, and uh, now they're messing they with her. They control the weather. But, Thank you very much, Adam. That saves the bacon for us. You like There's that, There's no huh? way that they're, that they're going to put the bomb in the plane. we got it made. <laughs> Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. It's <laughs> <laughs> the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Jeff Smith is awesome. Let me just run through a couple things. No, I wasn't talking about that, but that's no. another story. Oh, just so, me? Uh, okay. okay, so... The, so 
Where were, where were we before you went on this? Michelle, well, M- Michelle, Michelle Bachman and the weather and the harp, H-A-R-P. Go Google it. Anyone's ever been online has run into this bull. It's right next to Goatsy. It is Goatsy. All right, can I just run through a couple of Gitmo Nation stories since we're nearing the end? And by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat the show on the stream uh, from the from the server end, so people want to listen to it before the podcast is downloadable. I have no idea. You know th- what's happening is this service that I'm paying for is just overloading. This, I mean, the stream is out of control. Thousands of people trying to grab this screen a stream, and I think that they they don't have me on the right account or whatever. But it it looks like uh, like well, let's call them out. Crunch. What's the name of this company that's ripping Pr- you off? Primcast, Primcast dot com. Papa Romeo India Mike Charlie Alpha Sierra Tango Primcast. That's a bummer because I I pay a lot of money, you know, because you and it's, it's a bummer. Um, so we did, we're doing music. I did. I decided to do some. I'll do some. I'm going to do some some shows. Yep, let let me let me mention this. Uh, so the stream, which of course runs twenty four seven, except for now when we're doing the actual highlight of the of the week. Um, John put together an awesome show, about an hour and a half, I think it was. Almost two hours, actually one fifty six. Holy crap! I wonder if I got the whole thing. Anyway, it's called uh, the Dvorak Interlude, and it's uh, ro- in rotation now. Uh, it, it repeats, I think, every after, so it plays, and then there's three hours of uh, regular playlist, and then it goes back, so you can probably catch it. And uh, and I'll leave it in that rotation for a bit. I'm hoping you're going to come up with, with another show for us, John, because I was yeah, I have blown two away. I mean, you played uh, The Who, you pl- but you also played uh, Ian Jury and The Blockheads. My goodness, I was like, whoa, you've got some chops, man. It was really good. And you sounded almost like... One of those classic rock guys on WNEW where, you know, there's, there's no sweepers, no music. And it's like, hey, everybody. You did do it like I think I, think I did it. You did it. Hey, everybody. I got to get you some jingles. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Dvorak here sitting in for the big Adam Curry. In the morning. And I got some songs for you. It was good. I loved it. Oh, good. Well, we'll see what you think of the next one when I bring in some surfer music. Ooh. <laughs> not, well, you played the contours. Got a lot of comments about that. That was good. And of course, uh, you know we're we're tracking everything, so we'll pay our ASCAP BMI fees. You're only you can only really do that legally on a on a web stream. By the way, there's no other way to do it legally, and uh, it's not a money making proposition. I can tell you that there's right, no way you can make money. No, but there's no way you can make money. You got to it's it's a reasonable. It's a public amount. service. It's it, public it, service. It and public that's service. why we have the No Agenda Library dot com and right. dvork slash na for people who like this sort of thing. And, and we actually, when we get that thing completely loaded up with material, which uh, it'll be very entertaining. And there's some good. We got some uh, presidential speeches on there running from time to time. We got some uh, poetry, slam poetry. It is. It's getting good. You also have the the, the mechanism where people can leave a tweet. And then it gets put on the stream. That's right. If you, anything you tweet to No Agenda Stream uh, will come back and be read by a robot voice, by Alex, the robot voice, uh, within like 10 or 15 minutes, sometimes a little sooner. So anyway, I'll put this show on the stream because I can just see that it's s- skipping and it's sucking. And I'm sorry, everybody. Everybody. Uh, quick rundown of uh, Gitmo Nation stuff. Go. U.S. Marshal found dead in Mexican Canal. Okay. Uh, Spy database to monitor your every move on Facebook and MySpace. (laughs) 
No, mm. does, doesn't fancy you. No. No, no. I think this is this it's disturbing. And of course, the Mexican thing, the war with Mexico that's going on. It, is this is that's why I mentioned it. Yeah, it's 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 escalating. And we, so, we'll have to. Someone mentioned to me. It was, it was an article somewhere that, you know, the, the, the President Obama said, you know, we have to stop, uh, you know, illegal guns flowing into Mexico is, is total horse crap. Because if you're in Mexico, it's like these are unmarked, non-serialized, not that they're not that they've been rubbed off or anything. They just are unserialized guns like M16s, AK-47s, you know, guns that you cannot buy in the United States. They're coming from China or somewhere <clears throat> where they make uh Ripoffs. I guess knockoff guns must be a big business. Mm. Next Bilderberg yeah. meeting is scheduled to be in Athens, fourteenth uh, through the sixteenth of May. Well, that's that's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> and the big news, which I'm surprised you didn't bring up, John, is uh, it seems we're uh, uncovering what ACTA is all about. This is the. Uh, I keep forgetting what the acronym stands for, but it's the intellectual property law that is being written uh, globally and is so incredibly important and important to our homeland security that it must be kept a secret by our transparent government. Ah, So apparently it's all about the right and it will become kind of kind of like a, a constitutional right for the government to look into your computer or iPod, or any other device. And you've got to believe that it's something that's going to be baked in at the at the manufacturing end. And, uh, and of course, this sparks a huge debate, whether that is uh, legal or not. Well, well does it it's, really? It's, well, no, unfortunately, no one gives a shit, and they just... Uh, you there know, you go, yeah, now you get... Don't look over here! Nothing to see here! Ooh, look at that! <laughs> um, more about the volunteerism that that uh, MySpace uh, Facebook thing is kind of interesting. You should uh, should definitely uh, take a look at that. There's also a fantastic site that I found, John. I'd like you well, to take dude, a look so at they this. they arrested some 14 year old girl. Oh, for for posting, for, for posting naked herself. pictures. Yeah, they arrested her under child pornography laws. Yeah, she's a, she's apparently a pornographer, 14 years old, taking her own pictures, and they and they weren't even like pictures of sex or anything. I mean, it seems porn now is just a you know a picture of a girl in a bikini. Well, were they naked pictures or bikini pictures? No, they was they were semi nude. I guess there was a couple of tits showing or something. I don't know. Because she, she wanted her boyfriend to see it. That's why she put him online. Yeah, she right? was. Yeah. yeah, right. But she was this actually arrested. On. She was actually arrested. Yeah, arrested. And they're threatening her with a, being a sex offender. She's a danger to society. When I was 13, 14, I was out there showing my bits to other girls, and they were showing me their bits. You know, there's, I, well, I, you're, a, you're obviously a, a pervert. A per, a pervert. There's somewhere, I heard the news coming through on the No Agenda stream, and I don't know where it was, but somewhere there's a, uh, uh, a preschool that has a no-touching rule. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's, no, it was a regular school. It was a regular school? No touching rule. You're not allowed to touch anyone. Yeah, I think it was in Jersey or something. We actually <laughs> no, not in Jersey. Can't. Please tell me it wasn't in Jersey. It was like, it was someplace where, the, I have to look it up, but it's on the blog. We blogged it. And it's like, you can't do high fives, you can't give hugs, you can't shake hands, you can't touch. And it, it stems back, and this is typical of these. This is, again, an example of this, you know, go by the book jerk-offs that are out there, you know, everything, and no zero tolerance. Uh, apparently, it stems from the fact that 
and I don't know how this qualifies as touching, but it stems from the fact that one student apparently just took all, with all his might, kicked another student in the nuts. Which, by the way, has happened to me so many times. Well, that's probably why your voice is so hot. But anyway, <laughs> so... Uh, I laughed at one of your dumb jokes. Are you happy so now? Yes. So, so, so because of this, somebody kicking somebody in the balls as hard as they can and, and, make, and hospitalizing him, which is what I wonder yeah, about. A, but, uh, now there's no touching. You can't touch. You can't, you can't you know, pat somebody on the back. You can't, what, is it, what kind of maniacs are running these schools? It's little uh, people who would like to be politicians. Yeah, you know, little little fooders. Do you see that map that I just sent you? I just want I, this is just a great great map to look at. Let's see. This is the um, RSOE EDIS. It's um, the alert map for hazards globally, and it's clickable. So you see Ooh, now, cool. you see on the left up there, there's a little red icon: biological hazard in the United States as of March 29th, oh three fifty one fifty six. You click on it. And it shows we have a biological hazard in the state of Vermont. And then you can go to the event description. And the state's leading bat biologist updated, and it's a red morning, updated residents. What's this thing over by Alaska that's blinking as though there's an oh, earthquake wait. Oh, in Oh, shit. Oh, hold on a second. Oh, yes, a seismic oh, quake. Oh, my goodness. Two, there's a blink. 2.7. Wait, there's a vol volcano is. eruption here. Oh, that's the volcano. Yeah, school. we, we yeah. knew that was happening. Okay, but how about no, over... I'm looking at the red one. It says epidemic in the United States on on three twenty nine. Right, which that's that's like uh, Vermont. No, that that's the ha uh, biological hazard. This is the epidemic. Where's that? Where's that? Where's the red? It's right next to it. Oh, it's green. No, it's the red one. You're looking at the green one. The green oh, one is epidemic. The biological okay, hazard. yeah. Oh, the red one is the epidemic. This is the state okay. of Pennsylvania. So we have an the... epidemic event description. Officials in northern Pennsylvania school district are trying to find the cause of an illness that has affected some 200 elementary school pupils. Officials... Oh, man. Hold on a second. It's probably Noro. And now, back to real news. Officials say one of three of the 603 students was stricken on Friday. About half the sick children stayed home. The rest were sent home after falling ill in school. They do not believe it was a case of food poisoning or water contamination. State health yes, officials... What was norovirus. the description of the description what did they do they throw up it doesn't say that the school what was it don't look over here nothing to see here Ooh, look at that i don't know what it was you love that one i do it's well i also like the uh shadow puppet theater that's uh that has to be one of my favorites as well driving some people off the way from the show mm, i don't think so okay i so, like that map that map yeah. needs to be posted on the show notes yes it is in the show notes at noagenda.mevio.com and we have a new one coming uh we got a a, a squarespace uh, site that we've got to configure did, did you get the details have you uh, asked maybe eric to do something for us now that, now, now that we have a, a budget to pay someone to do something because uh, that's what this I'll library look. fund is for, right? I mean, we've... yeah. Well, we got to do something with it. Okay, ready? Yes. I got a letter from a guy. Towson's his name. He doesn't have any other name. After JFK read Jefferson's notes from Dining Alone, he signed an executive order that the Federal Reserve Bank should be assigned back to the people of the United States, as Andrew Jackson had done before him. Kennedy was promptly assassinated. Oh, this is Nefera. 
how big are the bonuses to the banks and the individuals? I don't know what it is. Huh. Who I'm just reading a letter. I'm sorry. Who who own our bank? Our bank. Rumors are that these bonuses are approaching a trillion dollars a year. Why is a list of ownership of the Federal Reserve of Banks not disclosed to anyone or their bonuses? Let me try to give you the idea. And he goes on and on with these debts. And he's got big numbers like you're talking 60 trillion. So, you know, you mean my my 1.2 quadrillion number, you mean it's getting there. Yeah. Well, so he's asking about the Federal Reserve, which, of course, is is what you really should be doing is burning it's down the, the Federal Bank. Reserve. The Central Bank of the United States is the Federal Reserve. That's the one you should be burning down. Uh, the central banks in general are... are... It's made out of brick. <laughs> okay. Then bazooka that thing if you <laughs> have to. It's made out of stone. And that's so what, nobody's that's what Ron Paul, Congressman Ron Paul, is doing with his uh, audit the Fed bill, which is... I think HR twelve twenty or yeah, twelve twenty five. You think that's going to pass? Well, he's got thirty two uh, co sponsors. You know, it's. Uh, yeah, but but the, but the fact that you even say it that way, John. The fact that you even are so skeptical, and of course you know that our government is bought and paid for, and that stuff like that will never get through. That shows how complacent we are as a population. We're just letting him do it. Yeah, we give him a little hurdle from time to time. Yeah, we might throw you know break your windows or whatever. But at the end of the day, <laughs> we're, we're just. <laughs> ooh, you <laughs> threw it, you broke this. my window. Okay, let me go. Let's go to the Bahamas for the week. Can go ahead and break them. <laughs> exactly. You're insured by AIG. <laughs> no worries. <sighs> oh, man. Joe, I'm really sorry about the stream. That's too bad. That kind of sucked. Do we have any other business? Seeing as we have no agenda, it's hard to remember stuff that we always say we're going to do. Uh, let me see if there's anything left over from last week. Mm, I think there was something you had. Well, I don't know. I know you had the the clip of the Mexican clip. I still have to save that. If uh, yeah, we can save that save, for some other. We'll save it. It'll I, be one I thought of those... we could have gone a little bit more into the fact that during the, the, the for this week we can do this next week that the protesters would be for jobs, justice, and climate, which makes it. You know, if you're if you're losing your job and you're a union guy, you would probably not you would associate this climate business with losing your job, uh, not something you'd want. I mean, it makes no sense. So we have to talk about that with some more details. So what? Yeah, what? What clearly is coming next is uh, what's her name? The vegetarian winner. Oh yeah, her. She, she'll become a poster child. You watch. The vegetarian women. Yeah, I forgot her name. Um, Fear Factor. Olga Elika. Yeah, whatever her name is. The one who was too weak to stand. <laughs> was too weak to stand. Uh, John, I could talk for hours, but that would mean we're almost doing three shows a week. So, global currents. No, I don't think there's really anything that we're backed up on. Okay, we'll catch it on Thursday. Yes, whatever it is. Uh, it's th yeah, Thursday this week, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Coming to you from the southwest quadrant of Gitmo Nation East in the Crackpot Command Center. My name is Adam Curry. And from Buzzkill Bunker in the uh, Silicon Valley North Gitmo Nation West or the Gitmo Nation, I'm John C. Dvorak. And we will talk to you again on Thursday right here on No Agenda.